0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Blessings and salutations and big wishes for 2022. I'm not going to lie, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on the podcast. Obviously, had a little break for Christmas and New Year's. Literally just been working as well, like just securing the bag, man. Securing the bag, it's gotta be done. Like, I started my new job just before Christmas, and uh, yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool. I'll probably announce more stuff about that in uh, on my social media. I'm, I say this, I've been saying this for like two months. I'm working my way back to social media, and I'm working my way back because you know, like, social media is such a big part of like everyone's life, and people gotta use it for different things, like business or just personal pleasure. Some people just. Instagram fiends and stuff like that. I've never really been one of them people that look at next people's life. Obviously, I know we do the podcast every single week where we talk about some of the big music events, but trust and believe, if I feel like I would see this stuff because sometimes you get these stories, you know, planted at you, but would I actively be seeking out these stories and like you know on it straight away probably not you know what I mean I'm one of them people that I keep myself to myself do you know what I mean as much as obviously I'm, I can be loud and bubbly sometimes I'm very much just like a, I'm a chill man you know I was there. I just like to keep it keep it moving do you know what I mean we're never in one space for too long if you don't have to be but nah man I'm, I'm really glad to be back really really glad to be jumping on the podcast again of course this is the first episode of 2022 I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who locked into it least one episode in 2021 obviously we had some really really good artists that blessed us and came through we also had some really good interesting topics that you guys liked from when it was just this format of what a week so thank you to everyone who's locked in and shown support and yeah man we got a lot of episodes we gotta drop in 2022 and i'm gonna try and be as consistent as i can be with as many episodes but on today's podcast or yeah today's episode i should say like we're just pretty much going to be talking about three main things. We're going to start off with a little introduction about The weekend and Dawn FM, because I still actually haven't listened to the whole album yet. I'm going to be doing that on, well, by the time you guys hear this, I probably want to listen to it, but I'm going to probably do that on, like, Sunday night. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's a Sunday night kind of vibe album, so I'm going to be doing that. But we're going to speak about, this like, my first impression of it when I skimmed through some of the songs on Friday. Then we're also going to talk about Swarms. And this whole delivery nonsense and this whole just whole madness that's gone down over the last week. That was a bit bad. That was the the key week of the week. You know what I'm saying? So, we're going to talk about that. And of course, we are going to be talking about Roddy Rich and why live life fast. Has failed or the project seems to have flopped. Do you know what I mean? Or has it? Question mark. But I gotta say, shout out to the weekend, you know, announcing on Monday the album, doing all the work for it. And like a nice surprise drop. Not necessarily a surprise, surprise drop, but just as like a rollout with no real force or or anything. Like usually with the weekend or these other big superstar artists, they've gotta put like a few months' work into really building up to the album. But you know, I can respect it because he just kind of came out of nowhere really not came out of nowhere but just announced it on Monday like yo, I'm dropping on Friday let's go do you know what I mean just did some promo for it obviously we had Quincy Jones and Jim Carrey rumoured to be on it I still haven't finished the whole album to be honest but the whole point of it yeah, is the rollout purposes of things like you know, The weekend when Beyonce did it Beyonce's one was more of a surprise drop because it actually just dropped and no one knew and then everyone jumped on it That's they're the drops I like more because it's like no one's ready for it Everyone's gearing up for an album so everyone can still talk about your album, which is basically you providing, allowing everyone else to promo your album for you, which is perfectly fine. But I like the the surprise element, even more of a surprise element. It's like being told that your birthday's coming up and someone's kind of like accidentally slips that you're having a surprise birthday party and it's like, okay, so now I'm just gonna wait till Friday. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe not so much aligned with that, but aligned similarly to it. Do you know what I'm saying? But either way, The weekend's album, very much a vibe of, from what I've heard and what I've skimmed through and what I've read about, very much an 80s style themed album based around this radio station and stuff. And really and truly, like, I don't wanna, like, I'm not gonna be mad on it, is it. I like, and what, like I said, what I heard, I've liked it. But, if I'm being real, Tory Lanez did that a month ago. Like, and that's the thing, Tory Lanez's album, I think it's called Alone at Prom. I've only skimmed that as well, to be fair. Like, that, It was decent. I'm not even gonna lie, that was a pretty decent album from what I heard, needs to go through it. I haven't really been listening to albums that much in the last, between December and now, but like, that was a pretty decent project and it was 80s themed, but because he's kind of black, well he's not even kind of, he is blacklisted really and truly from a lot of places and a lot of outlets, yeah? Like, people champion this weekend album, but they won't say, oh yeah, we saw something similar in this iteration that Tory Lanez did with his album, because they don't want to talk about Tory Lanez, innit? So, it's a bit of a weird situation in that sense. Not saying that because someone did it first, someone else can't do it. It's just sometimes in this recent R&B hemisphere, if someone did it a month ago, you should kind of say, this album sounds a bit like what, you know, this did. So I feel like maybe YouTubers and everyone else will say it, but like your bigger media outlets and stuff like that, you know, the ones that have definitely got a clamp on Tory or don't want to you know, express Tory until potentially after this court case and stuff comes out, will have something to say on that matter. Do you know what I mean? But we move on. But yeah, let's talk about this Roddy Rich tape then. Let's talk about that. Live Life Fast, LLF. Did it flop? Did it not? Now, let's talk about it. Really and truly for me, I feel like this tape, it flopped. In a sense that numerically, which is, I always don't really look to numbers straight away as my first instance of something flopping because someone could have a tape that has 2,000 like, streams in a week, but it could be fire. And in a year's time, it could be the biggest record. Like, a bit like CK's Love, No One Titty, which came out like 2020, it blew up end of twenty twelve, middle of 2021. Musky's Trap Star did the same thing in the same time period. It blew up very early 2021, but came out in 2020. Like, you get certain songs that just blow up really late. So just because it might have been released and it got like 500 plays doesn't mean it's trash. But with Roddy Rich and his album, Please Excuse Me, for Being Antisocial, that came out December 2019, that... Was a massive album for him, and honestly, as an album that kind of rolled into 2020, that was my favorite album of like 19/20 because it had everything the melodies on it were fire, like the, the vibe of it, the features were sick, like everything on it just hit. It was, it was, it was, it was I wouldn't go far and say it was an amazing album, but. There's only few albums in this like very diluted music space that we're in where we get like thousands of songs come out each week. But obviously, you kind of lock into your favorite artists and see what they're offering. I couldn't say that that album was one of the ones that stood out. Like I know obviously Travis Scott is not the the main flavor of the moment, but Astro World was another one of them albums that had the same effect. Like I know I can wheel up Astro World right now and enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Like certain things are going to be in the back of my mind as I'm listening to it, but At the same time, I'm enjoying the album, do you know what I mean? Same thing goes for um, Please Excuse Me For Being Antisocial. Now, I was listening to like the end of 2021 and I was enjoying it, getting ready for this album. So that album did 100, that Please Excuse Me, did like 100 and something plus in America, right? In its first week. This album, Live Life Fast, only did about 65k. So actually, you can see there's a 40k drop off. And usually, with Roddy Rich' sophomore album, you'd expect it to do a lot better. You'd expect it to be the album that, you know, maybe hits 150, 125, or at least shows maybe even hit the same, but maybe like 5k difference. So if he hit 115 last time, he gets 120. It still shows some sort of progression. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people were arguing the fact that, you know, he hasn't dropped, like, you know, he hasn't dropped in two years, but, Really and truly, with the end of 2020 drops or end of, end of year drops in general, even if it came out like say December 2021, they usually flow in. They usually build momentum and continue their momentum into 20 the next year. So, for example, 2021 the drop would continue its momentum into 2022. So, it's one of them situations where, like you know, I feel like people was it? Yeah, he hasn't dropped in two years he hadn't but he was still appearing on certain things like off the top of my head he was on that Stunner Man song with Birdman Lil Wayne of course that's not really something that is gonna gravitate towards people he was on I'm trying to think actually to be fair it was it was few and far between don't get me wrong it weren't like he was around Bear but he was jumping up here and there he was on the um, Lemonade remix as well with um, Internet Money that came out 2020 I believe then he was on the Too Easy remix that came out just before his album then we had Late At Night that came out in the middle of the year. Now, that's that was a key point, right? So by the time he dropped Late At Night, which is on the album, and so some people still think that's the best song, I kind of can see where they're coming from, to be fair. With me, when I listened to that album, that was when I was starting to be a bit worried. Sorry, listen to that single. That's when I started to kind of get worried about him because I looked at it and I was like, nah. This sounds like high fashion. Like If you listen to Blasts About You, Roddy Ricch's High Fashion, and then Roddy Ricch's Late At Night, they all sound like they're from the same school. They just graduated different years apart. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, And that is something that I was worried about. I was like, bro, the song is still nice. Like, late at night, kiss me, you know what? All that, it's, 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 it's great, isn't it? But I heard High Fashion first. So I like High Fashion. It's like, I was having this conversation with one of my mates about Gunner yesterday. Like, there was a song I think it's called South, the song's called Southwest of D4 Forever, whatever, yeah, or DS Forever. Um, I, when I first read it I thought it's was the D4 server that's how you know, I was tired when I read, first read it but like it was literally a situation yeah where like with certain Gunner songs they all sound kind of samey but depending on the song you might be still here for it do you know what I mean whereas that Southwest song which is, I believe is that's what it's called so don't quote me on it but it's quite late in the, the track list on the album like I've heard that Gunner song like before but it's just not called that not the same lyrics but I've heard it but I'm still here for it whereas with this like Roddy song with Late at Night it was very like mm, it's okay, like, but like, what else have you got? Do you know what I mean like? And he didn't really drop another single between that, so I think the problem with that was it kind of just made it a bit jarring. And then when we came to the album now, let me get my phone so I have it in front of me so I can run through the, this track list as well. And I know we've been talking for a long time, so I'm gonna get some music on playing soon. But like, it's literally a situation yeah, where like, if I go through his album and I see. Okay, cool. Future. I'm like, can't really go wrong with a future feature, but that was kind of dead. Rollercoasting is another one of them songs where it's like, I've kind of heard it already, innit? Do you know what I mean? I've heard rollercoasting from Ruddy Rich before. Hibachi, yeah, like, the whole line where it was like, I've got so many Jews in my circle, fucking Nazi. I was like, that's a bit of a... I, I don't know, but that bar, it's in the chorus as well. That's why you keep hearing it. So it's not like it's just a one-off. It's like, M. Huncho got... Done for like having to change his lyrics on TNT with Nave Smalls. And he was saying, like, Jewish money, call it Tel Aviv. Then he came out on Twitter and said, Yo, I have to change it. So I think if you listen to that on like Apple Music and Spotify and all them places now, the lyric would be different because they were saying it was like anti-Semitic. So even though like this line from like I don't know, like from Roddy Rich, I wouldn't call it in the same, like exactly the same. But like it's one of them like grey area type bars, isn't it? It's like I don't really know if I, I mean it's like if i got so many black it's like if there's like if a white person or said i got so many black people in my squad i don't rate the kkk like it, it, it just, it's just it's, like it's like a it's like a it's a weird bar in it it's i did not really i wasn't really feeling it I wasn't gravitating towards it and i don't know if it's just me as well like but it just was something so weird the song itself isn't that bad but when you get them kind of like like i said mysterious gray area type bars i don't really rate it do you know what i mean and then some of the biggest disappointments for me was when I saw Jamie Foxx on the sample, not sample, on the feature, for no way, I was like, oh my God, like, this is gonna be good. Do you know what I mean? Like, I haven't heard Jamie Foxx drop an R&B record since like Fool for Your Type or Blame It On The Alcohol and all that, right? He was just talking on it and I was like, bruv, you can't, don't put that as a feature. You wasted my time here, do you know what I mean? And you slow it down with Ty Dollar side and well, I can't remember who the other, the featured artist is, because I've got it, hold on, let me open it up. I know it's the Isley brother, I believe right so even with that song i'm just trying to get it open at the same time like with that song it's again another really really good song yeah but it's 50 seconds alex eisley there we go like it's so short why like that honestly for me on first play was the best song on the album and it's 50 seconds and that was when it became difficult murder one with 50 foreign or five year foreign i should say dead dead i don't want to hear don't jump on joe man come on allow it Even Don't I, I like Don't I with God, but I like it now. But on first listen, again, it wasn't something that was hitting. And all the other songs like Thailand and 25mil, on the first listen, it weren't hitting. And this is the problem, right? This is my generic breakdown of the whole album. But a lot of people were like expecting, please excuse me for being antisocial too, naively. I'm including myself in that as well. I thought I was going to get a really good album here. Upon first listen... It was a very mid-album. It weren't, it weren't bad, it's not dead, it was very, very mid. And that's the problem. Like, when you go from having an album that really was not groundbreaking, but did a lot, and then you go back to a mid-album where you're kind of not really saying anything of anything, the melodies aren't really hitting as much either. People are gonna look at you and go, eh, it's kind of dead, you know? Don't really rate it still. Like, what else, what else you got? And that's the thing, in this very fast music market that we're in, people are not gonna care. Do you know what I mean? People are gonna move on now and just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go do something else now. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go enjoy this now. I'm not gonna entertain everything, you know, everything I have to say and we don't wanna hear you. What's next? And obviously now that album came out just before Christmas. What's Gunner's album saying? What's The weekend's album saying? Do you know what I mean? We've moved on, the, the music hemisphere has moved on because the album was bad to most people, even though it was a mid album. It wasn't actually that bad. It's just one of those situations where yeah it's just it was just very mid and it will take a while he's gonna have to put a lot of work in if he really wants to keep Live life Fast any momentum going but I feel like the train has very steadily stopped even though it's still getting support it's still getting radio play across loads of different places around the world I just feel like the momentum across the album itself has halted A lot, do you know what I mean? But let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you think this album was good, bad, terrible, trash, amazing, life-changing, groundbreaking. I don't know what you wanna label it as, but make sure you let me know. But another thing that has come through, and this this certifiably, yeah, is a flop. This is certifiably a flop for me, and I'm not even gonna lie to you because yeah, like this is this this whole situation, debacle, yeah, it it, could have been a big W. It could have been a really, really big W, massive W, massive W, but it turned into an L. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Swarms, yeah, he dropped uh, like well, he got. It was like a little leaked video, right, of him pretending to work for Deliveroo, but everyone thought it was real, wasn't it? That's the, that's the whole point of it. Everybody thought that Swarms was getting baited for working at Deliveroo. Like he delivered some food, then the person who he delivered to just kind of like as she he was getting in the list, she was like, "Excuse me, aren't you Swarms?" And it's like. He's like yeah, uh yeah, I mean they try to keep moving and then people were clowning him saying, Ha, you went for deliveroo Gigs came out and said if it's fake or not, then you know, like it is what it is, blah blah blah. Like you should be clowning a man for this. Then very shortly after we see that, you know, he's dropping a single called deliveroo It was just such a massive L. Such a it was literally such a massive L. Like because the song itself was terrible. It didn't hit. It was like, honestly, some of the worst. Like, it was the worst song I've heard all year. It's the, it's the, it's the worst song of the year so far. Like, The Hook's Dead. Kwen saved it, but he comes in too late to the song, so I'm not trying to hear that either. Like, really and truly, it's just, it's the worst song. It's got, it has, it's had great promo. It was, well, it wasn't even great promo. It was, it had, you know, social media talking, UK social media talking. Only for you to, like undeliver like Swarms had a great 2020 with the whole kind of doing the UK quarantine radio stuff I think it got him a million followers on Instagram he done a lot he done well for himself but the music has never always been on high levels from Swarms if I'm being real there's been songs I've liked I like Drive By I think it's called cool with Tion on Wayne um, I like there's a few other songs I like from him Like It was alright when it came out that was like 2018 19 I think it was like he's decent but he's never been like an artist where I'm like yeah that's the guy, like I'm gonna hear what he's saying do you know what I'm saying, it's not been that innit like respectfully, like he might change but after this song, the way the rollout was so beautiful, like the way he had everyone, like whether they clowned him or not, all promo to an extent is good promo innit like, but the way they rolled the way he rolled out this song was terrible I was looking at the comments when it came out and I was like bro this is bad Like, this is one of those situations where the whole YouTube, like, not having the dislike button saved him because I reckon this song could have potentially had more dislikes than likes. And I'm not even, I'm not even like trying to be mean or anything like that. It was honestly just a bad song. Just like, Face was fine on it. He was cool. But swarms terrible, terrible, absolutely bad. And there we have it. That is pretty much some of the main interesting things that happened on the media hemisphere in the world this week. Of course, we had other things like Jason Derulo's fight when someone said "fuck you, Usher" or something like something like that on like Tuesday or Wednesday, and Jason Derulo turned it like action man and did a whole madness. That was. It went funny, innit? It went funny because it could have got it could have got like very very left very fast, innit? But across the board, it's happened that stuff's happened before, innit? Mistaken identity. Especially something like um I remember one I thing I happened to Joey Badass once about and someone said ASAP Rocky and he went up to them and said, Well, ASAP Rocky, bitch, and then walked away. Some of that stuff, yeah, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, innit? But it's just one of them ones where it's just yeah, Jason, you don't expect it. I said, I was, we were talking about this right, earlier on in the week, me and a few people. And I was like, R&B man, yeah? They are, like, a lot of these gangsters are not the, the rappers. They're the R&B man. Like, I'm pretty sure there's their stories. If I was to, like, do a deep dive and search every R&B artist, not every single one, but there's probably a story, and about especially the bait ones as well, yeah? There's a lot of stuff that they do. And it's like, you might be singing, but you really be out here doing singing in a different way. Like, so... It's just a bit mad in that sense. like You know what I mean? So we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Of course, we got a whole other week worth of content that we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Let's see what the second full week of 2022 brings us. But for now, that's it. That is the end of the podcast. I want to say massive thank you to everyone who's locked in today. I will catch you guys in a bit and very soon. Stay safe, stay blessed, stay away from Omicron and stay hydrated. In a bit. Peace.
0: It's happening daily. MyPatriotSupply.com